like John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger. I'm Dickie, and it's Grim After Dark. Welcome to Grim After Dark, Warhammer's only late night show for some reason. Uh, my name is John, and I'm here to misinform and entertain as we talk about the goings on over the last week in the world of Games Workshop. This week, we talk about the controversy of Frontline Gaming's premier weekend retreat, uh, the Cherokee Open. We scrape the barrel of the internet as we go around the net and check our panel's pricing knowledge as we delve into some eBay prices redacted. But first, if you enjoy what you're listening to or what you're seeing, uh, you can support us by liking or subscribing wherever we'll let you. Throw a couple of, our way, a couple of dollars our way through YouTube or Patreon, and you can join in on our March Madness painting challenge where I get frustrated uh, models being old enough to drink that I'm trying to assemble. Uh, before we go on, let's meet the team who make it all possible. First up, he's the co-host with the co-host, all the way from Moscow, Idaho. He puts the T into RTT. He's our competitive champion and casual runner-up. Our very own best in show, Daniel J. McDevitt, Jr. Esquire. Wow, that was hype. Thank you, John. I appreciate the additions to my title. That's fair, yeah. He's the man behind the current. He puts the K in Canada. It's superstar producer, Tech Priest Dickie. You know what you know, there's no K in Canada, right? I just want to make sure you know oh, that. There's some special K in Canada. I know <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. You say you put the ketamine in Canada, and that's <laughs> us demonetized for the week. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Who needed money anyway? Yeah, yeah, because this is paying our bills. <laughs> I was talking uh, about the cereal, John. <laughs> <laughs> the special Jeez ketamine, yeah. Louise. That's, that's what it's going on there. Um, the, our comment of the week this week is a very pro Dicky stance, uh, which I think is a good one to go on here. Oh. Uh, Joel Atkins, serial comments here coming in saying, uh, love Dicky's cliff notes on the infinite and the divine. Need him to do a Dicky lore a la Taylor. I so I don't, I don't even remember what I did. What did I say? You remember? You, you said you started it and you kind of got bored and you stopped reading. And then oh, me and yeah. Danny yelled at you about it. And then you described the first like chapter. It's just the Exodites is all I remember. Yeah. It's literally and, the Exodites. That's the only part. And then you told us about your learning disability and we weren't mad at you anymore. Because <laughs> special care. <laughs> Reading's hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they call them that. Um, but uh, in that note, uh, yeah. we're going to get some dick lore right now. Oh. Uh, dick lore? Dick lore. Uh, Dickie, how would you describe the Horus Heresy? Oh, man. Wow, dick lore. Okay, this is a thing. So, basically what happens is Horace gets stabbed by a, a dirty knife and then uh, he gets all sick and he dies and then I guess he comes back because... What a baby. Yeah, like a, a dirty butter knife killed him. Well, he dies from a knife wound in, the, the, in like the 40th millennium. Like, come on. Or the 30th millennium, I guess, in this case, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Was it the 20th then or was it the 30th? Then? It was no, the 30th. Maybe. Who cares? Strong start. Yeah. So he dies. A dirty butter knife takes Horace out. He goes to some planet. They do a weird ooga booga ritual. He comes back, but he comes back a little tainted, a little different. All right. I can't then, believe it's not Horace. Homeopathic medicine, not friendly. Yeah. No. no. Then uh, he decides to, uh, you know, fight against daddy, which happens. I mean, we've all been there, right? Everyone's had that fight with dad. So, yeah, he fights with the dad, and he gets some of his brothers to join his side. Uh, the most depraved and, and grumpy and also strategically minded, I guess. Impossible. Uh, Dorn remained loyal that whole time. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Uh, um, so then uh, once, yeah, once all that went down, uh, I guess the Emperor and Sanguinius flew up to the ship, and uh, Horace killed Sanguinius because he's a little bitch. And then... Uh, uh, wow. Emperor and oh. Horus uh, battled. Just, just to pause you, there, Dicky. When you yeah. call them a little bitch, are you yeah. referring to Sanguinius or Horus? I think Sanguinius. I, I'm not down with Sanguinius. I think he was a little bitch. Yeah, that, that, I'm gonna course. get a lot of hate. I'm gonna get a lot of hate from that artist. Yeah, after, after our entire uh, yeah. base against you, after everybody like wow. Blood Angels except for you, Dicky. Well, after no Sanguinius no died, Dickie, Dickie I was like, after Sanguinius died, uh, the Blood Angels uh, suffered from the black bitchiness yeah. and they just yeah i read it and i squirted out a tear john yeah grand canyon moment yeah grand real grand canyon, canyon moment, moment. <laughs> uh yeah so then uh emperor sits on his uh, throne of death and uh sits there and gets 
uh, fed psychers and um, Horus is dead, dead. Not coming back. And yeah, that's it. That's Horus Heresy. Bing, bang, boom. Done. Done. Perfect. Yep. See, Taylor, you can do it in less than three minutes without getting distracted. That's a callback from long ago. I loved it. Remember when we put a clock and he got so distracted because the clock was ticking? (laughs) It was like, he was like, "Uh, uh." I just remember a long time ago, Seth from Signals of the Frontline said he was going to have Taylor uh, on to Signals to talk about the Horus Heresy. Oh, that's a bad idea. And I was like, good luck. I love uh, I love the artist formerly known as Taylor. He, a, f- a fantastic person, no complaints. Um, but can get derailed a little bit. And then the best thing about it was on signals they added a clock as well, which meant he no longer focused on summarizing the, the heresy, the but on the impending doom of the clock. Amazing, I loved it so much. Got to find that episode, but that does mean going back through several signals episodes. There's a lot actually. Yeah. Whew. Anyway, uh, let's let's talk about some some controversy. What? Oh. I mean, we don't have to do the bumper. It's it's fine. I, just I like oh, the, oh, I, I like the. Air is horns. there a controversy bumper? Or did you want this one? Just, just... I almost timed out really well. It was good. All out. It's very close, yeah. guys. In researching this, apart for the show, by the way, I did find out that on Frontline Gaming's official website. Huh? They do refer to the Cherokee Open not as a tournament or a GT really? or a major, but a weekend retreat. Oh, that's nice. Which okay. I think, do you think is, that's for tax purposes? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what living in Puerto Rico is, is that is a foreign nation and absolutely not a territory of the United States. Shots fired. Okay. No, they have some different rules there, though. Sort of. Sort of. But yeah, this weekend, uh, uh, the I think the third Cherokee Open we're at now, second, third, uh, somewhere along. Yeah, list. I think so. I think that sounds right. <laughs> um, we had a little bit of a strange situation where we had a top eight cutoff, where seven of the players had a six and zero record. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the players had a five and one record, uh-huh. and then a six and zero player didn't actually make the top cut. Huh. Which seems bizarre. Uh, but Dickie, why don't you give us kind of the high-level Horus Heresy level overview of what went down? All right, so he cheated a bit. They decided that he can't play. Some light cheating. <laughs> Some light cheating. Will. Uh, this is supposed to be quick and dirty, right? So he cheated a bit, maybe a couple games. Uh, the judges say, please don't cheat or we're going to kick you out. And he kept please cheating. Stop. The, the manners of the... The manners of the judges of these oh, events, by the way. I know a couple listen. You guys delights. are so polite. The lights. Yeah. Uh, he didn't stop cheating, so they had to go, okay, well, you're done. And then apparently after the event, he just st- stood around complaining about how he wasn't allowed to cheat anymore in the games. Great. bold strategy, Con. Yeah. Didn't work out. Didn't pan uh, out for him. Yeah. Dunning, what, what's your take on this? Because I think for me... And and I, I I hope pretty soon Frontline will all kind of uh, release what their take on it. But there was a couple of key mistakes that were made. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is when someone who's known to have a lax knowledge of the rules, uh, shall we say, gets caught cheating. Then we're not just instantly like, please leave. I think, I think he has excellent knowledge of the rules, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's checkpoint one. Uh, checkpoint two is when you officially disqualify him from the event, probably don't let him stay in the hall to, to heckle the people that are there. <laughs> I'm aware, not a tournament, but a weekend retreat. Uh, but Danny, right. what, what's your, what's your take on this? Well, you know, I mean, how can you really kick somebody out of a weekend retreat, John? <laughs> I mean, they paid good money to be there and you know, they want to get the experience, and I think that's okay. I, I don't begrudge them that, even if they're kind of a, a nasty little cheater. I, and too, I mean, so little. I would be furious if I was kicked out and I didn't get to experience the top eight spa day. Yeah. Which is the spa afternoon is like a key part of the Cherokee Open it lore. Oh, it's so definitely great. the aromatherapy. <laughs> is uh just fantastic um those e-jerseys are just some of the best smelling sports equipment you've ever seen in your life they um, rough rough yeah. <laughs> i did i remember a long time ago i asked one of the art of war guys because i like i saw they were yeah. like one of the first teams that came around in like the esports style jersey like at all times 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, are you wearing that for three days? How are you not like honking at this point? And he was like, I have more than one. I'm like, oh, that never even crossed my mind. And I think that's why I'm not a top level player because I can't think outside the box like that. Okay. Yeah, John, that's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, the only reason is my approach to wardrobe choices. Otherwise, I'd be kicked out of the top eight like that. For sure. You could, uh, you know, William Abilene is your way into, you know, a lot of high placing events. If you just yeah. think outside the box a little bit more. And the rule know. set. Uh, but, but then he... So we heard sort of uh, the the judge's response and frontline's response. Uh, and in the end, the correct decision was made to not allow him, uh, th- this person to progress. Yeah. Uh, what is your take on the response on this here? This person is banned in the state of Texas from playing in their tournaments. Huh. The whole of Texas. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, how, how bad do you have to be to be not allowed to play in Texas? John, that's what I'm saying. Like that just reinforces the point 110%. Um, like it's, it was only a matter of time before this. I mean, it's just constant. It's every time this guy comes to an event, like he is, yeah, he's a real gem, John, a real rascal, you know, we're real, we're, uh, we're happy that he's part of the community, just not part of any tournaments. I, for one, I'm super happy that Danny read the message I sent him before this, where I was like, Hey, I want to talk about this, but maybe let's not be overly critical about it and kind of still try to be, you know, not soul crushingly mean. Um, but I appreciate you, you following along with that. I Uh, I'm doing my best, John. I mean, the guy is a rascal. Like I think we can all agree. (laughs) It's like the highest, the the highest legal insult you could give someone is they're, they're a rascal. rascal. Just a real rapscallion, John. It's like a two steps up from scamp. (laughs) Yeah. You've seen, a scamp. This guy might even be a tramp, John. Whoa. <laughs> Easy. Danny, relax. Holy moly. This is I sort mean of... that. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I need yeah. to clarify this. Yeah, go ahead. A tramp, not in a sexual manner. Not what yeah. I'm talking about. A tramp in the oldie time homeless person, homeless person. Type it can be both. A scoundrel. Oh, wow. This is, correct me if I'm wrong here, and I'm sure I am, but the first sort of profile event where we've had someone banned from entering the the, the top eight uh based on these kinds of things is this sort of like a blip is this something you expect to see happen more the more 40k kind of grows in popularity and the more these events come i think it's hard to get a reputation for yourself where they will ban you from frontline events um in general uh so i tried i think it like this is more uh people yeah you know give it a whirl see what you can do um see what that point is get back to us but uh no for real though like this is just kind of people getting tired of this same kind of bad actor doing this stuff over and over again and i hope it's kind of some kind of final judgment about this and we don't end up having to deal with this on the periphery um of the tournament circuit because this person can't seem to control themselves from playing a fair game of Warhammer. What we really need is a streaming show like the people's court where we can just put yeah. Reese from frontline gaming and in, in a judge outfit. Cause I feel he would be down with just wearing a judge outfit and have him rule he over would. stuff over a game system. I don't think he plays anymore. I think that's, I think this is a great show idea to be honest with that's you. Um, good, actually. Yeah, yeah that'd be a great. It'd be a great bit, actually. Yeah, it's we're we're gonna. We're, yeah, I'm gonna think of a good name for this, but I'm sure I can come up with a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So that's gonna be a judge segment because now, well, soon, Danny, you, you're pretty soon not gonna be in law school uh, in a positive way. So I can't call you not a lawyer, make fun of you for being a lawyer because you won't be able to say I'm not one anymore. <laughs> so I'm just gonna move that on to a judge. Okay, and because you right. always have to have something that you're not actually as I just keep. keep Upping it up there. Upping it up. Just please yeah. don't get promoted to a whole bunch because there's only so many levels I can go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get appointed first. Yeah. Well, that's very yeah. unlikely. I'm appointing. I'm not a fair person. <laughs> I'm appointing some shitty memes. Uh, let's yeah. go oh. around the net. Oh, oh, shh.
Wrong bumper, Dickie. You said around the net. <laughs> I know. I know. I was just giving you crap. Let's get no, right one there. It's, it's so stressful. It, it is. Uh, Pressing Danny, the button? <laughs> there's so many buttons. <laughs> You're a tech priest. I know. I don't know what to do. Wait, you only have to make it. No, I'm sorry. Dangerous. You just play one on this podast. <laughs> yeah. right, what did you guys call me at uh, the old world? Uh, skink priest, Dicky? Yeah, skink priest, yeah. Dicky. Yeah, I'm probably more oh, of a not even a slan. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, am, maybe if you called just... him a slan, he'd be more effective on this show. <laughs> no, he's very effective on the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, more effective than the two of us, which you'll find out in August. <laughs> uh, but moving on, Danny, you send this to me. This this beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> God, <laughs> what well, what are we looking at? Why did you send that to him? This is uh, a mouse pad. Uh, depicting one of the most famous Necrons, um, <laughs> Crazy in the Infinite, um, just doing his thing. And he's there to support your wrists with his Necrodermis, heaving soft Necrodermis. Pendulous uh, yeah, boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave him robot boobs. Why does he have robot boobs? Well, Is because it- it's the, like, it's just they took a picture of him and, like, the way that it gets stretched out over the fabric <laughs> makes it look this way. <laughs> or I don't know. Maybe this is someone's fan drawing. Um, it's it's okay. perfect. Uh, my my question for you guys is, um, without using Sisters of Battle characters, uh, what would be a other character that would fit the titty mouse mat? Inquisitor Grayfax. Oh, without using women, that's that's an easy one there. <laughs> a Carnifex. <laughs> <laughs> or like another Tyranid thing where it has uh, a couple by Tyrannofex, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking the Hari specs would be pretty funny too. Oh, that's good, um, yeah. Is that Mikhail coming out? in with a great unclean one or a sassy Oh, sassy that's good. That's yeah. good. I like that. Yeah, Obviously, just, the keeper is like the throwaway, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's easy. You rest your your wrist in the folds of the great unclean one. You know, gene stealer cultist. Yo, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Avatar of Kane. They seem to love to do that for models. So, <laughs> pretty much any model we featured on the show that has been sexualized in some way would work for this. Like a katana would be really good too. Oh, um, obviously. What are some other forty k theme computer accessories that there should should there be? Like we have our titty mouse mat now. I have my very nice desk mat with all the second edition codex covers on there. Uh-huh. But what else? What else should we have? Should we have like a servo skull webcam? I oh, that would be cool. Good one. Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm yeah. thinking. Bolter shell USB drive. Oh yeah, thumb drive. Yeah, beautiful. Maybe even a like a saint's thumb bone as a thumb drive. That oh. would be clever <laughs> because for like two reasons, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a thumb. <laughs> Right, thumb drive. thumb drive. Uh, that works. Two things, John. Yeah. Uh, moving on, this guy here. As I was loading up our show the other day, oh, I realized we've already done this guy's picture before, but that's okay. Yeah. He's adorable. And also, ever since, uh, oh, Mikhail, a Hammerfall bunker PC case, chef's case. Beautiful. Someone oh, make wow. a uh, someone make a PC case out of like GW plastic. That would be Ooh, amazing. A drop pod lava lamp. Oh. Uh, doors open or closed? Well, that's how you would control. Like you could do both. So yeah. if you wanted it only to come out of one part of it, you could like close up, you know, one side to make mood lighting. Oh, mm. very sexual. Uh, very yeah. drop pod. Just like space paint. <laughs> Just like Humpty Tread. Not here. <laughs> Tweedledum awesome. here. Um, we we've talked about this guy before. We've had him on before. Uh, yeah. But there's been a balanced data slate since we last talked oh. about him, Danny. Uh, so what did the balanced data slate do for Humpty Dumpty here? <laughs> John, it did a lot for him. You know, he's leaner, he's meaner, and he's a little oh. bit better on the tabletop. <laughs> I'm not sure he's leaner, but yeah, okay. He, he's leaner than he was because he costs less points. Oh. Like he, uh, he dropped right. five points a model. Um, but sadly, after good. he dropped, they couldn't get him back up again. Yeah, so. no, yeah. You need <laughs> industrial equipment for that, John. <laughs> what is a more ridiculous model from the actual Space Marine? 
Oh, that stupid missile pod. I mean, you know what I want to say. <laughs> well, what do you want to say? Centurion. Centurion. <laughs> What's wrong okay. with Centurion? So if you could do it so you sealed up the back legs, so it it wasn't a man riding a, a suit. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> a big suit. It wasn't that just like is, an armored power lifter that yeah. the space ring got into. Yeah. That that model is great. But as it is right now, where it looks like it's just something he stepped into the front of, like a yeah. wave machine at a retail store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty terrible. It's like one of those aqua massage machines. <laughs> <laughs> Dickie, what is the most ridiculous model in the Space Marine range? Probably those stupid guys with the missile launchers that everyone has 90 million of, right? Like those guys Desolation are so ugly. Yeah, they're the worst. Those Desolation so or bad. nothing. No, they're the worst. I think they look cool. Uh, mine would be the Forge World uh, fortification where it's just a quarter of the table. Guys, back in the day, you could take a unit that was just a quarter of the table <laughs> and deploy it. Truly. Oh, how does it work with objectives? No one knows. No one really. knows. They didn't you just freaking mystery, dude. They're just like move any terrain <laughs> to make it fit. So if you uh were rich enough, you could just buy a quarter of the table and make your game plan to just constantly have the same table quarter. Oh John, could you buy three of them? I don't know. Forge World was never very clear on the rules. That would be hilarious That's though. True. If you pin your opponent, the table is mine. <laughs> you can just have all the terrain. <laughs> pin your opponent into just one corner, and you're like, the other three are mine. It says I can deploy them. I paid for these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hated that thing, but it was so cool. The Necron one was really awesome as well, where you could just plunk a monolith on top of it, like old yeah. monolith. And it like slotted in perfect. Yeah. I got to get me one of those because I have an old monolith now. I have no use look for cool. it. Hmm. It also has uh, like gun ports for like the Doomsday Art guns. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. You mean? Make it work. Dicky, you were very excited about this one next week, uh, last week. Oh, week, yes. Something. And I, I just this. know that you did all those Photoshops I gave you a week to do. No, I didn't. But yeah, that's why I didn't reach out to you about <laughs> it there. But Dickie, what are we looking at? This is a Cobra chicken right here. Uh, this is a, a Canadian goose. This thing is beautiful. This thing mm-hmm. is what I need in any army. I don't also, know what army this guy's in, but I'm buying it. It's also pretty radical because it's wearing a, a hat Fred Durst style. He has a backwards red hat. Uh, yeah, I'm which, not quite sure about the red hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really into rap rock. So so that's that's where that one goes. Um, this isn't, I'm going to, I'm going to, they haven't announced what it is yet. This is part of a special miniature that's going to be only available at the Warhammer world in Nottingham as part of their store anniversary. Um, if you are near there, send it on to, uh, Dickie because he, uh, he needs it. it. I need it. It Uh, looks like Steve Buscemi in that meme. Like, how are you doing? (laughs) How are you doing? With the backwards red Uh, hat. JC, uh, is asking if the picture of the goose is Val. Uh, which I think I is just it. racist, but I also yeah, can't is, say no. That's a bit I off. can see where it comes from, though, because he does like to wear that backwards hat. Yeah, and also, also, Dickie's seen him make that face when a stream's gone down. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've done that. <laughs> He's done that face a lot. <laughs> um, so many so times. <laughs> I feel fairly comfortable saying this is not a 40K model, but if it what? was a 40K model, what army would it fit in and why? Fruit. 100% crude army. But get out of here. Yeah, it does, guy's, doesn't even look guy's, like a this guy's, Have you ever battled a cobra chicken before, Danny? Yeah. This thing Do you think take Tawa thanks, down. thanks, Dickie. If your country would stop exporting them all over to the United States, the Canada goose problem in this country is horrible. And it's quite honestly Canada's problem. And they who's need to gonna, do something about who's it. Who's going to stop them, Danny? <laughs> Who indeed? One of our many millions of armed American citizens just <laughs> you know, dude, you like, shoot something. You can kill one one man can kill a lot of geese. I'm just saying. Are like, you a, you guys are allowed? We're not. They uh, you get a ginormous fine if you're to hurt or kill a Canadian goose. Well, Canada. Dickie, uh, taxation is theft. That's all I have to say about <laughs> that one. And fines. Yeah, are just, you, it's called poaching. Have you ever heard of it? 
Yeah. Do it to eggs. Probably not allowed. (laughs) Okay. So we've got we've got Dickie thinking they're a new Tau auxiliary unit. Yes. Though, if you can get enough of them, what a great thing to replace uh, shield drones with. Oh, I do agree so with that. That good. would make me a lot happier when I just killed a drone. You know, <laughs> oh, I feel like at least I killed a freaking goose. How amazing would that be? Oh my god, that'd be pretty least. cool. Oh, yeah, be like it's a- it's you have the low technology Tau who are like projectile weapons and also geese instead of drones. <laughs> John, I feel like this shot. is clearly like the new model for like Clan Escher pet, right? Like, oh yeah, oh. The silliest goose. goose, yeah, backwards hat. Uh, this is what was it's actually inside one of the ancestor cores for um, for the squats. Oh, for Votan, for, for Votan. It's why the ancestor cores have been failing because there's Just been a family goose. of angry yeah. geese evolving inside the, the core for millennia. A real bad goose problem. <laughs> The, the clans really have been, gum up the AI, you know. The clans like, have been wondering why the ancestor core has been obsessed with getting ducks back. It's just like okay, quality. Uh, next up, an actual quality conversion for the orc time, which you don't see very often. Uh, this is, I guess, the the Wa team. Oh, the Arg team. I don't know what it is, but it's a beautiful conversion of an orc truck uh, made to look like the A team van. Uh, right. Kids, the A-Team was a TV series from the 80s that uh, Danny and I's parents made us watch. Um, <laughs> Wait, it was also why a really... isn't Mr. T driving? I don't know. Uh, Hannibal's not driving. It's not. He's got the cigar in his mouth. I'm assuming this was made okay. by someone in the UK where vehicles are right-hand drive. Uh, okay. okay. And that's why Hannibal's sort of leaning out to shoot. Or, we, need more, uh, we need way more pictures of this. Yeah, we it's, it's such a great conversion. It's really, really captures cool. the spirit of everything. Really um, what are other famous vehicles that we could fit into the orc range? General oh, Lee. That wouldn't be good. The General uh, Lee. General yeah, Lee. Again, I was just the, thinking, let's not say the General Lee. Oh, why again, not? They keep putting the K in Canada. Three of them. <laughs> I don't think they're that racist, really. Uh, um. Yeah, the small Confederate flag on the vehicle might be a sign, but it was who a knows? different time, John. It was a different time. <laughs> wow. Uh, Dicky rolls up to the so table many, and he has how about to pull the out invisible it. jet, like oh. as an Eldar plane. <laughs> like Dude, that'd be so cool. You just have two works in a flight stand, like with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, fine. Just, it's purple. Just wire it's a outline. Just wire outline of the plane. Oh, that would be sick. That like a dotted so, outline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's clear resin. He's printing clear resin. Oh, oh, two good ones in the chat. We've got anything Mad Max, mm-hmm. of course. Of course. And then Dick Dastardsley mean, mean Dick Dastardsley's Mean Machine. That thing oh. rules from the, what was that? Is that from the Amazing Race? Is that the name of that cartoon? Wacky Races. Wacky it's, Racers. That's is, right. Is that the, the dog that just uh, like goes. <laughs> Muttley. That's Muttley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Danny, we're just killing it with the references only Dude. people 40 and above are going to yeah. recognize today. I mean, if you were born in 1980, you're going to love this show. I mean, like, I would say any dinosaur from Dino Riders would be oh, yeah. an awesome orc vehicle, right? Ooh, or like the Power Ranger Zords. Oh. Dude, yeah. Could you imagine like looted Voltron? Yeah, dude. And they're all just yeah. squigs that, that turn into a robot squig. Uh, Mikhail's coming in with Ghostbusters Ectmobile. Oh, that's sick. Which is a good choice. I want to see all of these, by the way. By writing in our chat these options, you have to legally, um, and Danny will enforce this, make these versions. Well, very excited to see. The next one, I think Danny was a post by you, but I can't prove this. Uh, what happened was uh, this person posted up on the Necrontier uh, Reddit group uh, saying, what size is the low-cursed heavy destroyer base officially? And then he had a screenshot of the rules page and the GW order page saying it was a 60 millimeter base. Uh, and then a digital measuring tool showing that the base was actually 64 millimeters. And he was very <laughs> upset about this. Is, are, is it bothering you that the guy is clearly not measuring like the widest point of that circle? Because it's it maybe maybe it's an optical illusion, but it really doesn't look like he's actually measuring it correctly. Um. The reason they were on 80s. The 80s. reason oh they're on 60s, dude. But they Boy. 
I'm not going to confirm that until we play again. Uh, but I'm 90% sure if I know, I want you on smaller bases. Uh, so they're absolutely on 40s. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, once, the reason this guy is upset is because he wants to make and sell bases. So he's annoyed that the sizing isn't consistent. Um, but for not for the first time in your life, Dickie, you've been asked this, but does 0.43 millimeters really make a difference? <laughs> uh, it kind of does, I guess, right? Uh, the bases have always been like like very off, if I remember correctly. Even like the squares back when I was a kid, and I would imagine the circles were off. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I don't think there's someone in the Games Workshop factory who's standing at the end of the line with a digital measuring device being like, reject the whole batch. They're 0.4 millimeter off. <laughs> These are precision tools. <laughs> <laughs> and not a deal. stand to put your toys on. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, but I would say for from the air of someone who's trying to make bases, is, that, is this a valid complaint that maybe they're not being honest about their base sizes? I mean, look, first of all, what uh, what yeah. unit entry has base size on it? Did they add that to 40K? I do not remember that. I think it's been added into the app. Well, keep talking. Oh, while I look it might my... be on the app. I'm not sure. I thought maybe it was in, maybe it was in the product district description. It is also um, there. I will say I'm a, a, a upper middle class player who pays for an app. So I'm but these too. Oh, yeah, yeah. These uh, uh, like these bases come specifically with the model. So like, do you mean like a 3D printed base or like resin cast a base? Yeah, there he was going to design 3D printable bases, and he was mad that they weren't um, <laughs> base size for my soul. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what to I don't know what to tell this guy. Like, you should always measure stuff before you do do things. I guess that I mean they seem bigger than 60s to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that this is over. I'm not I'm surprised it's not bigger than 60 64 millimeters. <laughs> <laughs> which is a which is a big feel. I think uh anyway. it's a very silly complaint. Um and if I mean, now it just makes me want to take a digital measuring device to all tournaments and measuring people's bases before games to have models removed oh, for being illegal. Be that guy. Oh, God. Yeah, for 40K, it, it, I think it matters a whole lot less. It matters some, but like this, this kind of shit is like pretty stupid. Yeah, There's um, no, that's not the thing keeping you off the top tables. It's your inability to realize that people can own more than one shirt that is. <laughs> yeah. It's callback. <laughs> yep. That is true, John. Deep. Uh, Danny, you as one of this show's only top legal minds, uh, I need your help for this next one here. Uh, this one was sent to me. This is a, I believe, German book uh, where it has a, a small boy uh, teasing his sister or maybe measuring her uh, while playing with some cartoon orcs. So as an oh. official lawyer, please draft a statement on behalf of Games Workshop towards this children's <laughs> book. No. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that uh, GW definitely, if these, this definitely feels like a direct ripoff of their stuff. I mean, it's almost like they traced the models, like they lined up a picture and traced it onto a page and then like made some small edits. Yeah, they're having fun in there. They're laughing. One's, one's getting crushed by a I mean, dice. He's nice. got his hand up in the air. Yeah. But also, I don't want you to use my copyrighted and trademarked items in your book to make money. The best thing is if you just ask him nicely not to, and then when the author doesn't uh, stop doing it, if you just ask him to leave, and then he can stay and make fun of you uh, for the rest <laughs> of the time is the best way. Um, the most back. disturbing part call about it. this picture here? Oh, I'm on callbacks tonight. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is an orc army this boy is playing. He's only got one dice. He's going to clock out <laughs> before round one even finishes. <laughs> Uh, no, he's gonna have two. to roll that so many times. There's two. There's one giant dice and one smaller dice in the bottom left. You look not on That's your picture, on my picture. Oh. Here, I no. Here. You you talk this amongst yourselves. I'll figure. This uh, out. He also has the hat of a Canadian goose. Uh, but Danny, what kind of player is the boy in the red hat? Oh, um, 
You know, at this stage of his life, he's just really enthusiastic, John. I think he hasn't gone through gamer puberty to really discover the kind of player that he will become. I'm sorry. Did you just say gamer puberty? puberty? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like where you set on a play style or a way that you view the game. Like right now, this kid doesn't know what he likes because he's just a kid, John. He's just a stupid kid. Oh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he likes. So. And the kid in this picture, Danny. (laughs) that's true i still can't decide uh moving on uh for our uh judges corner segment that we're going to come up with a name and a a background and a bit for soon uh Uh danny this question came up in the competitive 40k slash itc discussion this is more competitive 40k than itc discussion in this post but he says Uh cover question in my group chat right now cover or no cover and no i did not expand the post for more information this is the <laughs> kind of snap judgments that we need danny cover yep. or no cover yeah let's do this john uh this so uh depending on which model is shooting which model <laughs> i mean i assume that they're talking about the guy in the open mm-hmm. shooting the guy in cover which has co- like the guy next to the tape that guy has cover but like, if the reverse is true, the guy out of cover doesn't have it because no. Well, he's out he's in the open. <laughs> See, part of the guy's the model's base is obscured. Yeah, from the other model, so thus uh, he's got cover. Impressive. Uh, I don't have a gavel sound uh, for your judgment, but I'll just have to settle for a. Plus, hey. if your opponent is going to be this nitpicky about this shit, like find a new opponent or like. Tell them they're being Gee. a jerk if you're playing them at a tournament. <laughs> Take it from me. That always works. <laughs> uh, move on. I want to have a little bit of a discussion about something I go back into this week uh, in, in a different color than I've done before and something I'm very uncomfortable with, but painting in general um, with this fantastic uh, meme I found of the Optimus Prime, Optimus Basin Layer, and Optimus Shade Edge Highlight and Transfers. <laughs> but uh, I just want to have a little conversation with you guys around painting and the kind of that side of the hobby in general. And just kind of starting with kind of a base layer, what is the average time it takes you guys to paint a model? Depends, really. Great question. Um, it really depends a lot on how often I painted that model. So like the first model in a batch that I do, like once I go through and kind of figure out like what my scheme is, like that guy takes a lot longer than any of the other next models because I'm trying to figure out what steps are going to work and like to get the result that I want. So Mm -hmm. that guy takes a while, but then the other ones I paint really fast. So I would say I probably don't spend more than an hour on a model, like on average. Diggy, what's your average? I'm currently, uh, maybe my current project is a really bad example. So I'm doing a custodies army for my, uh, my team. And uh, basically, I can get 90% of the model completed with one spray can, one airbrush, and one uh, wash. So, uh, I don't know, like fast, like five minutes per model fast. Yeah, uh, Falcon Hunter coming in and sending like my kitchen contractor 20 minutes for a single layer, two hours if you want a good job. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, how many models? One. Yes. Just one. Just yeah, one. One. But I agree with you, Danny, because I said I started painting a Knight of the Realm today, and I spent way too long on a horse. Um, yeah, but again, you know, it's because it's colors I haven't painted a lot before. It's yeah. I don't know which is going to go where and kind of figuring out the base parts of that scheme. Especially when you have a complicated color scheme like a Bretonian Knight, where it's yeah. like often quartered colors or like there's la- like there's layered colors. Like there might be like a white shield or a uh, uh, like white. Uh, Caperson, is that what it's called? The thing that bl- the horse blanket Juice that box. goes over? Yeah. Yeah. Juice um, box. Yeah. Thank you. Shoe box. <laughs> the juice box, the Caperson. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, like those, that, that can be fairly difficult. And I, I totally get where that can be time consuming. Um, yeah. Did you kind of, did you kind of settle on where you want to be with that guy? Yeah, so I think so. So what I did is I did because the the horse is like, you know, tabard front, tabard back. And I just have the front half one color, the back half another color. So that way I'm not working on like a quarter scheme where like half, because it's a blue and white scheme I'm doing. So it's not like half blue, half white, half. Because then I have to worry about like, okay, pattern wise, what goes where? And then I can bust it out a little more. And it also means that 
I think the, the fun things about Bretonians as well is when I get bored of doing the back half blue and the front half white, I can just switch it. Uh, yeah. And it can be like the front half blue and that still sort of goes in there. So do you think, so are you doing this like, like blue and white, like Scotland kind of stuff? Like, is that? It was a little bit of that. And it was okay. also a little bit of the, that's the color scheme of the Bretonian Quinelle. House. Oh, is it really? Yeah, uh, yeah, dude, that's that's crazy. That works so like that. that's uh, there's cool. a Bretonian uh, um, dukedom or whatever they're called uh-huh. or area, uh, where it's like one letter or two letters off of my actual last name. So hey. it's like, mm, heck funny. yeah, I'll just go with those guys. Uh, that's that's awesome, dude. And then I saw so, their color scheme was blue and white. And I'm like, I don't want to paint white, and I still don't. But we'll get better. Do you think you're gonna mix up the heraldry like within the unit, or do you think you're gonna do like heraldry like uh, like where you do like each guy individually or like mix up the blue, like within the unit or I'm probably gonna, a lot of options. I want to mix up the blue within the unit, but I still batch paint. I like, I yeah, still sure. do like okay. you know, the blue panel might rotate around and where it is or which part it is. Um, the, the thing that really made it pop though, and this is a pro tip I, I, I heard from somewhere is horses are shiny. So yeah. going in with Ardco, um, and doing like a really thin watered down layer of the gloss varnish over just the horse. <laughs> where, did, where did you hear that horses are shiny? Because they're greasy creatures. Yeah, there there was some subreddit or maybe even I think it's a Peachy's painting group or something where they were talking yeah. about painting them. And like that's kind of a, a step that you can do with horses to make them look better. Interesting. Is that if you look at them, they all have a natural greasiness to them because they're untrustworthy. Well, right. well what it's is because they're slaves. They're horse? willing slaves. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, speaking about slaves, no, yeah. oh, dear. Oh, yeah. oh, do you guys have any painting rituals or, or things that you do to prepare or things that you do at the end to kind of, kind of like get you in the mood or to know that you're going to have a good session? Couple pills. Um, <laughs> yeah. So first thing I do is I go rinse out my cup and I fill it with some nice clean water. Nice. And then uh, I grab some paper towels. Uh, and once I have that stuff, then I know I've got all the things that I need to start painting and I can go to my desk and I can start working. There you go. I have the old school GW tray. You know, the one that has the the, the leg curves in it. Oh, Curve, no, you don't have that, the, really? I have, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, And I, I look at it and I, I think of the paint colors I'm going to use and I line up the triads, the three different kinds of each color. Oh, okay. I line that up in the tray. Then I move to my little painting spot and kind of go from there. But I have to have the colors lined up and in order. Otherwise, I get really annoyed. Oh, man. That like, is. Dude, I'm yeah. fucking chaos over here, John. Like it yeah, turns talking, into. Yeah, okay. say, it yeah. turns into chaos. But at the start, it isn't. The other thing I found recently that I will never not use again is for Christmas. Um, for some reason, I got one of those stupid massage guns, you know, like the pneumatic like puncher. The, there's an attachment that you can put on that that you can squeeze a paint pot into. And then when you turn yeah. it on, it shakes the paint pot. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And that was, that was something now. So making sure I have that in my spaces too. Speaking of spaces, do you guys have dedicated areas uh, where you paint or are you kind of all over the place? Oh, I do. I have a, I have a little hobby center. I wanted to uh, say what my process was. It's a lot more, uh, Oh yeah, Dickie. Oh yeah, Dickie. I ignored you. Yeah, go on your pro. Okay, so here's what I do. So in at the end of a painting session, I usually drop everything like it's it's stinky and it's bad, and I just leave it and come back and and go to like go to bed or watch TV or whatever. So I usually go downstairs, get disgusted at myself that I left my hobby space in such a disarray. I spend the first two hours of my hobby experience cleaning up said uh, hobby space in order to set up for my next hobby adventure. So my my hobby and takes way too long. Basically. Mm-hmm. But once I get painting, I'm good to go. I don't have a dedicated space. What I do have is lots of boxes like, and box like, lids. Yeah. Okay. Um, depending on the tray. And then like when I'm tidying up, I kind of throw everything in a box. So the paints I'm using, the models, so to make sure I have it all ready to go. The problem mm-hmm. is I jump around a lot from project to project. So invariably, I end up with three or four different boxes full of paint, yeah. full of models. Yeah. Uh, and I end up buying duplicate paints because I'm like, shit, I'm out of this paint. But really, no, it's in box A. And I just haven't been back to that one. Uh, so that's that's the the horror disorganizedness of my hobby area. 
Uh, Jay and Chad, beautiful. He draws a warm bath. He sprinkles some rose petals. <laughs> Seriously. It dims the lights, light yeah. some candles and put on some candy G. Uh, Jay, you're going to have shitty edge highlights with that lighting, sir. You got to have more lighting for your painting. Jay, I, feel, I feel you so much, man. I feel you so much with that. Um, do you paint characters first or units? Great question. That's a good question. Um, so I have a method to this because if I do it one way, a lot like I'll have a few models painted. And if I do it another way, I don't have all my models painted. So <laughs> I like to space out my characters and my units. So I like to like paint like a unit and then like paint a guy, like a character, a cool model, and then paint a unit and then paint a, and then paint a cool guy. Um, unless I have, which is usually the case. I have something that I need to do for a tournament, in which case, like, I'm just wholesale painting, like, whatever's in front of me. And I usually save characters for last because any extra time that I have to give to them, I'm going to try and do that. Yeah. Hmm. Dickie? I usually do units first before characters. Uh, That's kind of my process. If For me, if it's a purple and gold color scheme, I'll do characters first because I've done that scheme for, like, eight or nine years. I feel fairly comfortable. Uh, my Bretonians, uh, I've never painted blue. I've never had white as a white scale army color. Um, I will not be touching a single character until I've painted a hundred other models. Yeah. Um, because I, I want, I'm okay if the line troops look shitty, not okay if the characters do because they are gorgeous. That, that Pegasus Lord was one of the fr- most frustrating models I built. Um, but gorgeous. Super cool. I'm pretty sure he's missing uh, a forearm. In the kit, yeah, because it wanted me to attach the hand up here, yeah. I, uh, so I did a little modification to it, sticking out more. But yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous kit, and it was a uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to build because of his tiny crotch plate and the <laughs> tiny statue in his head. Oh, uh, <laughs> finally, uh, before we move on here to something a little lighthearted, uh, do you guys ever go back and redo old models? I always <laughs> say I will, and then never do. Uh, wow. I haven't really thought of that before, John. Um, wow. I don't think I do. (laughs) (laughs) But do you say you will? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got a good base coat on these guys. Okay, hold on. I have done it before, but it's like because of another event and I wanted to make sure my guys were like conforming to the rest of my army. So like I've like speed painted like 40 warriors before. Necron Warriors, and then like gone back afterwards and like done the rest of the detail on them before mm-hmm. another tournament, just so I could try and like get everything up to the same standard. I'm very much like Falcon Hunter and chat, or like uh, he said, never it's painted already. I'm very much like Sid from Toy Story, where like I don't want to paint you anymore and just like <laughs> drop it down into the box. <laughs> and yeah, Falcon Hunter, I would rather buy a copy of the model and paint it again. I have two Imperial Knights that I don't like the color scheme of that are just sitting there, and I've bought several other Imperial Knights since. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to something lighthearted that, that you sent our friend Josh here. Um, I'm gonna, Danny, what are we looking at? Uh, so we're looking at, um, Pairs of booty shorts um, with a phrase on the back and the Primarchs that they are tied to. Mm-hmm. So we have like um, uh, Dorn has the booty shorts that say this place is not a place of honor. <laughs> Very against the back door. He wants it all sieging up the front. Uh, Vulcan and Angron just saying, God won't let me die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the enemy Danny. of the state one's good. I'm going to ask oh Dan, and then God. Dickie will come to you afterwards here. But Danny, uh, what your favorite Necron character? What's on his booty shorts? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be uh, uh, Trays in the Infinite um, with uh, don't, <laughs> don't call me before 10 a.m. <laughs> That does seem a very treason thing to say. Yeah. Dickie. Yeah. World leaders are coming. Uh, what's on Karn's booty shorts? Uh, yeah, actually, you knew exactly who I was going to pick. Uh, so I think it would be something like, um, uh, don't bother me before my first coffee or something like that. You know, those, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, 
It's a very aggressive thing to have on a butt. Yeah, no, but you gotta go smart. for it. Um, so to kind of segue from this, Games Workshop pu- uh, published this week a cool article about which Dark Angel should lead your list and which character should lead oh. your army. And they made some really cool assets like this. Like this is Azrael, that Supreme Grandmaster of the Dark Angels. His leadership, undisputed. His speed, swift. Combat, consummate. His secrecy, redacted. redacted. <laughs> but, that's basically perfect, John. I don't know if you know anything about redaction, but that's like, and secrecy, John, that's like really good. But this top trump card of a, of a file about Azrael is missing one thing, guys. What's on Azrael's booty shorts? <laughs> I want to say, don't call me before Teddy. <laughs> 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 oh man uh probably like <laughs> unforgiven issues. but not unbroken <laughs> like some kind of live laugh love thing like this, that he that's would have perfect, yeah, live laugh love or live yeah. laugh redacted yeah uh, yeah uh Moving on here, we have Lionel Johnson. He's the Primarch of the Dark Angels. His leadership, absolute. His speed, Quicksilver. Someone oh. used their uh, thesaurus this week, Games Workshop. Wow. And his combat, uh, a pickle? Is it a pickle? <laughs> a pickle. A pickle. <laughs> I can't read that word. So it's his combat, pickly. Uh, his secrecy, don't even think, don't about, think it. about it. Yeah. It's too late. Um, but what is 40k Azrael got on his booty shorts? Mind the gap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was oh. gonna say daddy's home. Daddy's oh home. <laughs> uh the, the mind the gap goes on the front because you know Marines don't have genitalia. True. Uh, my my bad. My bad. And then our final no, one here, not. uh, before we move on to some eBay's is Lazarus, Master of the Fifth Company. His leadership revered his speed rapid and his combat overwhelming, which makes me think he's not good in combat. Underwhelming. And he just gets overwhelmed by the situation. (laughs) It's too much all at once. (laughs) (laughs) He has really bad anxiety, John. Like he's just, there's too many people around. It's just, yeah, it's it's bad times. Um, But what's so overwhelmed? He's so overwhelmed. Guys, there's so many What's on his booty shorts? I mean, uh, you said it a bunch of times. I know. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, sad, really. Perfect. Uh, we're gonna skip past the other stuff. The Necron stuff we'll we'll do some week, and let's go straight into a game show segment called the eBay Prices Redacted. I gotta start it because it feels wrong with how how hard it cuts off. Uh, but greetings, bargain lovers of YouTube! Uh, get ready to test your powers of fiscal evaluation on the price is redacted. Today we are challenging the breadth of your guys' secondhand miniature knowledge. Yep. At today's miniature, accurately assess the secret value of the sold items I found searching for Games Day in honor of me not having a better search term this week. Um, Our first contestant, Hill, is from Moscow, Idaho. He is a law student in his final year. He might be able to pass the bar, but can he pass this quiz? It's Danny McDevitt. And his opponent from the forgotten frozen (laughs) wasteland of Toronto, Canada, isolated from the nuclear winter of the north. He has no one left uh, but his three-legged dog for company. He must keep himself safe from the roving packs of mutated reanimated corpses that did not read the fine print about socialized medicine. Mm. With only his father, Smith and Western, for protection, the only item he could smuggle past Canada's extreme military regime, he's down to his last two rounds and a homemade explosive device. But will he guess the right price? It's Tech Priest Dickey. Oh, guys. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was deep. Wow. Dude, the Dicky lore is like wild. Yeah, you know, well, it called, was you know the it's Val- Canada, right? You know, it's Canada. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was Personally, the Val lore, but now it's just generic Canadian lore that expands by a sentence every week until the point where we're going to hit a point. It's half the show. Yeah, this is Canadian lore. 
I have a question, Dickie. Is your three-legged dog a bulldog? No, I, yeah, right? I definitely do not have a three-legged dog, but uh, it is a bulldog, yes. Yeah. All right. So no, his three-legged dog is actually a chihuahua. <laughs> oh. It's like it works in the in the nuclear wasteland of the north. It works like a canary in a coal mine. Okay. Or it, it yips when danger is near, or when friends are near, or when anything uh, is or near. Or when it's hungry, or, or, or when it has to go to the bathroom. Or, or when, <laughs> when there's air. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh so yeah, these are all miniatures that were games day exclusives. Games day kids, if you didn't know the A team and you didn't know uh the the other references we made today. I forgot okay, them. Did your brain, did your brain stop? Did you my brain it? stopped for a second here. Like the, the Dickie lore just, just, just took over so much of my brain. Uh, Games Day was the old uh, Warhammer event where a bunch of people went to a large stadium in the UK, or I think they had them in the US too. And it was the only place you could get certain miniatures as Games Day exclusives. And there were some doozies in there. Uh, starting, of course, with this guy here. It is the 2001, uh, 2011 Chaos Dwarf uh, Fantasy Age of Sigmar New. Uh, this is a beautiful guy. Uh, Danny, you're looking longingly at him there. I do. I would really like this model. He's really cool. Really pretty. Super cool. He's on the wrong base. Hopefully right. that I mean, he's got to be on a square base. Well, it looks like the package they had. A yeah. So square. all of these pictures, they're all in packaging. And so I went out and found the pretty pictures of what oh, they actually look like you. because they're fantastic miniatures. Usually not on Malifaux base. Usually. Usually. Um, well, yeah, it is beveled. I didn't even see that. Yeah, uh, so huh. starting with uh, last week's winner, who was, of course, uh, was it Dickie? He knew more about lady shoes. Yeah, Dickie yeah. knew all about lady shoes. <laughs> Great. Okay. Uh, um, Dickie, how much did someone pay for this Chaos Dwarf? $150. All right, $150. Yeah. And Danny, how much did someone pay for this Chaos Dwarf? $75. Oh, you were pretty close. It was oh, 82 41 as I pull job. my earpiece out. So I can't actually hear your guys' reaction. There we go. Good job. Uh, so, Danny, you got that there. Uh, pretty close to that there. It's actually a pretty good price for him. He is fantastic, and my earpiece yeah. keeps on falling out. But, okay, good guess. Yeah, That's good guess. Uh, moving on now. Uh, from uh, the highest highs to the lowest low, we have <laughs> Games Day Space Marine Veteran Sergeant Aurelius. Um, who's just so happy to be here. Look at that guy. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I like his chainmail skirt. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. And he has a Crux Terminatus, but he doesn't let it touch his body because it's dangling no. very low. The older you get, the Crux Terminatus does start. Yeah. <laughs> it starts dropping. stretches and uh, you lose some elasticity. And yeah. And this also, this miniature reminded me that you would buy single miniatures and blisters and get four bases with them. That's right. That's how we ended up with so many bases, John. So many bases. Uh, Like he has a Stormbolter, though. That's weird. Like he has a Stormbolter and a Power Fist. This was like the ultimate sergeant in like early editions. He's just showing how strong he is that he can hold up two bulky items like that. It's not just him cheering for his friends while they get out of the Rhino. He's... He's he's showing him how powerful he is too. This yeah. is an alpha oh, yeah. mode, John. Or maybe he's uh, jerking off a dreadnought. Oh, someone wow. make that conversion. I, I don't know if we needed that, but sure. Yeah. Wow, maybe you got that power fist up there. I don't you know if you does. need a power fist. No, maybe he's required there. <laughs> he's got to watch that kung fu grip, man. <laughs> I feel like Danny's just delaying here in order to search the. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to guess? No, yeah, Dickie, maybe. you actually go first because you won the last round. No, I'd won. No, he won the last round. Oh, then I'm going to correct my very high tech (laughs) note that I have here. Damn it. Why did I say anything? Danny, how much was a veteran sergeant Aurelius? $45. $45. Good guess. But where's Dickie going? Dickie's going with $35. $35 from Dickie. It was $10. Yeah. Wow. That's cheap. I'm shocked. From the range I was looking at, he's a common. He's a, he's a common. He's not rare. He's oh, usually yeah. around ten to twenty dollars. Really huh. interesting. So if you like what you're looking at, apparently you're in the minority. You are. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, this beautiful boy. Uh, it is the Games Workshop Woof uh, Skaven Metal Skaven Warlord. Uh, 
Hashtag 18 2011 Games Day Edition. Is a warlord? Okay. Uh, what a pretty model, though, I tell you. He's a cool oh, model. Yeah. That, so all of these, apart from Aurelius, maybe not quite so much, but all of these are really cool models. And that was, yeah. to me, the appeal of Games Day was it was the only place you could get these, like, amazing miniatures was this one day. And I think it's slightly ruined now because of, like, you can get them uh, all, all of our events this year. Sure. But it's definitely made them a lot rarer. Yeah. Uh, Dickie. Yeah. How much did someone spend for the Skaven Metal Skaven Warlord hashtag 18? Which means he's legal. $69. Nice. Good guess, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Danny, did you want to counter that with 420? No, John, I have to play this strategically. <laughs> I'm not winning. I can't just throw my thing away as a joke bid, John. Uh, John, it's going to be a $70 for me. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Beautiful. It was $51, uh, but there were nine bids on it. So it was a heated exchange. It could have got as high as 70, uh, but no one did that. Uh, Adam Camilleri, what the fuck? The show is still running. Uh, yeah. Uh, Barely. Danny and Dickie lied to you. You're not their only show. Um, you're like the sideshow, or we are. It doesn't matter. Moving on, side piece, John. This is my number one squeeze. You tell that to all your podcasts. I have this model. I have. No, I don't. Um, this is, by the way, a beautiful work. I, I want to say Brian Nelson sculpt. Yeah. Um, uh, a Warhead. It's a game. Say Black Orc from 2000. I have this somewhere. Um, I have this but, painted and in, I think, at Val's house, actually. Mm. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, I guess I have to guess now on the price. Yeah, huh? you, you have to. Yeah, you you have to guess. This is, this is my turn that joke. I have to put the money in. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> well, while you're thinking here real quick, yeah, uh, yeah. downvoting people said dang harsh towards Camillary's uh, mean comments towards us. And Adam's wow. like, they know I jest and I love them. And no, no, we don't. And we take everything quite to heart. Can't see, but I'm crying right now. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I said the other day to Adam, and yeah. sorry to derail you, you yeah, here, Dickie, okay. but uh, give me more I time. said to him, you know, Adam, you might be the only non-poisonous animal in Australia. And uh, I take it back. Oh. Yeah. He's poisonous wow. just like all the rest of them. Well, as fun as these side chats are, uh, to make Mr. Camillary feel at home, gentlemen, we're not here to fuck spiders. Let's That's have a true. Guess. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go $65. $65. And $45, John. $45. How about $84? Oh, get out of here, Danny. Get out of here. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Danny, you can't win, but you can return a little bit of credibility uh, with one of the greatest miniatures ever released as a Games Day exclusive. Right, let's see it. Uh, this guy here, it oh, is Archeon oh, on yes. foot. Split Archeon, dude. What a my man. What a Chad. What a bro. Absolutely. Well, he's a Chad. One, Diggy, Diggy. Go ahead. Guess how much is he? Oh, sorry. Uh, I would imagine this guy is rather rare, and I would imagine he's probably competitive because people want to use him in their fantasy games. Maybe. Uh. Didn't fantasy originally die because people didn't buy the models, though? Well, they bought the game state models. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Touche. Uh, I'm going to go $60. It's a little bit low, though. Ooh, 60 Manny. I'm going with All right. Hail Mary, John. Yeah, Hail Mary. $42, John. <laughs> Got to do it. Uh, wow. $56. Oh, baby. <laughs> Crushed him. Just Meaning. beat him into submission. Destroyed by Dickie. Dickie destroyed you. You got that B D E Big Dickie Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> the best, the best Avengers movie. Oh, beautiful. Guys, we we made it. We did it. We did the thing. This is another week where the running joke is I have four really cool uh, Necron meme slides at the very yeah. end of the slideshow. And every week I'm like, Danny, next week we'll get to those. And we never do. 
Maybe that'll be one of our, our secret episodes as we'll okay. just go through the slides I never got to. The Necron lore. The we could call it Trazian's Vault. Oh, oh. yeah, okay. Because that, that's something we're gonna do here in a couple months, is we're gonna have some non-stream stuff probably or non-regular stuff where we're just kind of going through because I have literally hundreds of slides that, that I haven't used. I had started a new slideshow because the existing one uh, I was using got up to about 140 slides because I keep moving stuff on. Wow. Um, beautiful. Guys, Amazing. plug your stuff. Well, you can catch uh, me and Dickie on uh, the... Uh, <laughs> that old charm. old charm the podcast that i'm on <laughs> um <laughs> uh we record every week we have weekly episodes um we're gonna we're stabilizing and figuring out our schedule for releases but we'll have a yep. firm schedule very soon um and we're looking forward to that and making sure that we uh we get episodes out on a regular basis uh, it's kind of like down under uh or art of war down under where we have uh the the, the taster on the top and then if you want the uh the sweet meat uh, you got to go into our Patreon and we'll have yeah. another episode there. So, yeah, uh, Adam and Chess saying, man, killing Danny representing us so well. Um, <laughs> I just want to point out this just makes it even for when he advertised himself as being from Grim After Dark and then said the wrong night. Uh, so, balances. <laughs> <laughs> balances. Uh, Love it. Uh, awesome. Yeah. And then also <laughs> check out uh, Back When He's Healthy, uh, Val and Rob on Squarebase, Squarebase. which Squarebase. is the only other uh fantasy podcast you guys need is that old world charmed and uh if if you have time screw no i will i will say that they actually did record this morning i know he's not here now but the val did record with rob this morning well i think that's because uh he has to record very early to accommodate uh for for rob and very late to accommodate for me yeah Um, so Sometimes yeah, there's a pretty big time difference between Alaska and England. So yeah. Val somewhere in the middle. So yeah, uh, uh, downvoting people. Val is healthy enough for Rob. Yeah, he's healthy, healthy enough, enough for, for Rob, you. but he's not healthy enough for us. That's, That's not true. Uh, this morning he was cosplaying as a commoner, uh, like a little Bretonian man at arms. Uh, so <laughs> he could be on that, but there's not a 40k equivalent. So or a beast yeah. fan, either one. Val told us that he was growing hooves. So yeah. I don't know what's going on with him, but yeah. I, I mean, what's it's pretty bad. Go with the hooves. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's call back. See, now we're going into callbacks for pre-show talk that don't even make sense for anyone. That's that's when you know time to go. Uh, uh, so thank you, everyone, uh, for joining us here on Grim After Dark. You can find all of our socials and way to support us at GrimAfterDark.com. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday at live at 10 p.m. Eastern-ish. And if you enjoyed yourself, check out our back catalog on YouTube. Um, from everyone here at Grim After Dark, we'll see you next Tuesday. It's time to step into the grim darkness With nerds gather talking Warhammer madness Grim after dark, the podcast with the hosts John, Danny and Val, but they're not the most Claiming to be experts, but it's all a facade Talking about battles and dice rolls, they're all odd Trying to sound cool with their Warhammer talk But I'm here to expose, it's all just squawk Nerds, nerds, everywhere I see Talking Warhammer this, like it's a decree But let me tell you, homie, it is all just a game In the real world, homie we are not the same So put down the dice, step out of the dark It's time to live life, nerd, make your own mark Grim at the dark, the nerd's playground Talking Warhammer this, acting all profound But when I listen, it's all just a bunch of noise I love roasting nerds and their stupid-ass toys Stupid-ass toys, I wanna grab them Put my hands around the neck Squeeze, squeeze, Warhammer squeeze Until they can't breathe or breathe again <laughs> Tell a friend, tell a friend, I'm out here roasting nerds again. <laughs>